Trapped forever in a body with no mind. These are Zombie Tales. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. Before the episode begins, check out Ladies Fright Podcast for an extra scare. Oh yes, it's Ladies Fright. We tell spooky stories and try to figure out what about them makes them so scary. Using personal anecdotes, psychology, and sociology, Lauren, Maggie, and Jackie dive into urban legends, ghost stories, and other tales that give us a good fright. Because this is Ladies Fright. Oh, what a fright. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is episode 15 of Spooky Tales. Before we get into this week's topic, let's read some listener letters. Let's call this segment, what should we call it? Spooky's Stories? <laughs> the Stories of the Spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> no, Spooky li- Stories you- sound good. Yeah, so this is from one of our listeners. Let me um, scroll down here because it's, it's from a while back. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah, so sorry, but I have it here. So I forgot to ask if they wanted to be stay anonymous. So I will not share their name because I didn't ask. But if they're listening, they're going to recognize their story. So this person sent in this message to us. Hey, I was hearing about your Yorona story and it unlocked a memory. When I was little, my grandpa would say he heard her next to him. And he said when my grandma would go use the restroom when he was sleeping, a figure next to him would say, where are my kids? Have you seen my kids? Next to his ears. And he would feel very freaked out and scared. When um, And when the grandma came back, she'd be like, what's wrong? And he would ask her, oh, was that you who was saying this? But it wasn't. So that's creepy. <laughs> that is unsettling. That is yes. like, that's a no. It's a nope. Oh, you know what? I have one more thing to add. So I was the the TikTok babies that follow us on TikTok. <laughs> that's what I call Gen Z, by the way. TikTok mm-hmm. babies. <laughs> they are. They asked for a story uh, from Stockton. And so Stockton, California. And so I found a haunted Burlington's Coat Factory <laughs> story. And it's it's very fun. It's just um, they say that this little girl haunts the toy section and the baby clothes section. And employees, they they think they've seen her. And so um, then in the comment section, there was a bunch of stories of like people. Hey, my Burlington's is creepy. I get a weird vibe. And this reminds me of my local Burlington's coat factory. (laughs) So I was Christmas shopping with my mom, right? And we were just walking into the store and nobody was around us. And out of nowhere, I hear this little laugh, like a little kid laugh. And I turned and I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Just freaked out. And my mom was like, oh my God, calmate. No fue nada. No seas exagerada. Like, don't exaggerate. That was nothing. And I was like, mom, mom, mom. But but did you hear that? 
And she was like, yeah, I heard it. I wasn't going to say anything because you were going to start acting like a baby. And I was like, okay, but who was that? What was that? There's nobody around us. And then as I'm like freaking out, these two ladies are walking up to us, but I don't see them yet. And they start singing. And I heard the singing and I yelled. And I was like, and and then the two ladies just start laughing like crazy because they're like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) But um, what was wrong with me is that I heard a disembodied laugh next to my freaking ear. (laughs) I'd be terrified, too. I feel like, I don't know, Burlington does give off, off that vibe. Maybe there's like some... Right? <laughs> Are all Burlington's co-factories haunted? If anyone out there has another Burlington's co-factory story, please send it to us at spookytales at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today, we're talking about zombies. Woo, zombies. One of my favorites. I do. I do love zombies. Although after researching this, I had like... I had no idea about the true, true origin of zombies. So now I'm like, hmm. I still enjoy zombie things, but now I don't You're know. Iffy. It's like a different lens. You're like yeah. iffy about it. <laughs> do, you ha- do you have a favorite like zombie show, movie? or uh, Just like, Resident gamer? Evil. Nice. I used to like for my birthdays, for some reason around my birthday, because my birthday's in September. Um, it's like when all the Halloween movies come out. And I Mm -hmm. would beg, I mean, absolutely beg my parents to take me to see zombie movies. And I would always pick the Resident Evil one. (laughs) Or anything horror. Like, that's just my thing. We went to watch Dawn of the Dead all together. (laughs) What is my... I I used to really like The Walking Dead until, like, the last... I don't know. When they killed... um, What was his name? I have the Asian no guy. idea. I never watched it. He was my favorite character. I could never get into it. Oh, you didn't. I could never get into it. Oh, was it too boring? Because um, yeah. I watched one episode with my husband and he was talking shit the whole time. He was like, these zombies are so slow. The show is so boring. And I was like, never watch this with me again. <laughs> I just couldn't get into the storyline. Like, it looks good. But I'm like, how the hell did all of you get infected when they walk like that slow? <laughs> <laughs> that that was his thing yeah why do they walk so slow and sometimes you're just like they're waiting for them to catch up and that's how you become a zombie i'm like convinced 99 percent of people just are like yeah it's just become zombies might as well so i could i could never get into it <laughs> yeah i think before that i really liked um dawn of the dead mm-hmm. but um what was there was another one before that that from like the 90s what was that called i like that one too whatever it's called that I can't remember the name of. Land of the Dead? Okay, I guess that is it. Yeah. But to get past all this modern zombie talk, let's um, get into the history of zombies. So today we see zombies everywhere, right? Like movies, books, TV shows, games. What's that one game? <laughs> to go back into now, what's that one game? There was like a guy and a little girl that he finds and they're like, it's like a zombie game. What the hell is that game called? Oh my god, The Last of Us. Oh, there's a <laughs> there's a lot. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, books, shows, movies, video games. Right. A uh, Night of the Living Dead is credited as the movie that kicked off the zombie, modern zombie, and like the zombie craze mm-hmm. that we you know now have. But tales of the zombie can be dated back to Haiti in the 17th century during the colonization of Haiti. 
So the colonizing French called it Saint Domingue. I think so. That okay? I was like, I don't know if I said that right. I don't. I, I don't. Listen, we don't speak French, so don't. Yeah. Don't tell us anything. <laughs> don't come for us, as MJ would say. <laughs> don't at me. Um, so yeah. The colonizing French called it Saint-Domingue, and they kidnapped and enslaved Africans to work the sugar plantations because, God forbid, they worked their own plantations, right? Mm, Yes. Yeah, so the colonization of Haiti and the treatment of the enslaved there was brutal. It was, by the time, like, within two years of the original um, people that they abducted to, you know, become enslaved, uh, over half of them were dead within two years, which only led the French to, yeah, it's brutal. And this only led them to go steal more more people. people. Wow. Yeah. And if you think about it now, the, this, this is, this is the origin of the zombie. It comes from this. And, the or horrible conditions that that the enslaved went through in Haiti they have been completely whitewashed and just essentially erased because you you have no idea looking at the zombie now that this is where it came from the folklore of the zombie was brought into Haiti from enslaved africans where in west and south africa they believed in zombie like creatures where it was really just a a trapped soul in a body like it was a trapped it was like a body without a mind and that's it they and they called them and i am probably gonna not say these right because i couldn't even find mention of them anywhere else except the article i read but uh z zida chain and muddux wayne it's like x-i-d-a-s-h-a-n-e is one and mm-hmm. m-a-d-u-x-w-a-n-e is the other one but they they mean the same thing. They're just from different regions of Africa. Oh. But this myth came from when rail lines were built in Africa. They were being built, and which they it was said which trains transported workers, but delivered them as Zida chain. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm saying that horribly wrong. And these this meant zombies to work as enslaved wow. forever. So just like this mindless body working. And then in Haitian folklore, um, zombies were not mindless beings that, you know, lived only to consume the flesh of others. They were mindless beings condemned to work the plantations for eternity because uh, the enslaved believed that death would free them back to Africa. But they could not take their own life because if they took their own life to escape slavery, they would become a zombie so someone trapped forever as an undead body working the plantation as an undead being so not even in death would they be able to escape the the conditions they were in Hmm. so they were not these things that you know ate other people and needed to eat people and that's all they thought about they were trapped it was like the fear of enslavement is what drove this myth oh so they after death if they committed if they died by suicide they were going to still work or still be enslaved and uh it wasn't until the haitian revolution in 1804 
that the folklore of the zombie was woven into voodoo religion. So then the myth evolved into the belief that zombies were living undead. They were reanimated by shamans, voodoo priests, or sorcerers known as bokor. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Uh, I don't know. Bokor? Bokor? I I think so. Bokor, maybe? I'm going to say Bokor. (laughs) And I'm so sorry if anyone is listening and they're like, you're saying this so wrong, you loser. We know. We know we're saying it wrong. We know. So these sorcerers, they were known to revive uh, the dead to do their tasks or their labor. And um, so, again, it continues with you're doing the work of someone else as a someone who's not alive. You're still essentially enslaved. Mm-hmm. So, um, and after the revolution, uh, many, many times, Haiti was like on the brink of reinstating slavery. And the myth of the zombie was still something that was like tied to the fears of colonized Haiti and slavery. They feared, instead of fearing enslavement for eternity at the hands of the French, you know, they mm-hmm. they feared enslavement at the hands of a bokor as a zombie. It was believed that salt would free a zombie. So the bokor had to keep the zombie's food bland and tasteless. I've heard so that again, too. Not, yeah, not brain-eating zombies. They ate food. It was just bland. <laughs> If a zombie under bokor control tasted salt, the scales of death over their eyes would fall off and life would immediately return to their bodies and they would be free. It seems like a chemical reaction like to something. Yeah. Good food in Haiti is equated to freedom. And maybe that's why they have good food yeah, probably. <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> right? My mom and dad have a friend who's Haitian and he uh, like he owns like a restaurant. This is in Berkeley. And my parents would bring, like, Haitian food home. Oh, my God. So good. So, so good. Right. But, um, but yeah, that's why it's, like, seasoned so well. Because, you know, seasoned food was freedom. It, I mean, it really is. And um, to this day in Haiti, um, people still say that, like, people that are suffering from mental illnesses are believed to be zombies. And it kind of reminded me of, like, how um, in other places – other countries sometimes people like that are schizophrenic or going through like a psychotic episode mm-hmm. or they're confused with demonic possessions mm-hmm. yes so i think it's the same idea here the movie white zombie it was released in 1932 and this was the first uh movie to bring the idea of the haitian zombie to white audiences and it's also the first to use a white person to control zombies or make zombies, you know, make people mm-hmm. zombies. The plot, and I had never heard of this movie, so I looked at the plot up the plot just to explain it to everyone. So the plot of the movie goes like this. A young woman goes to Haiti to meet her fiance, and they are on their way to stay at someone else's plantation. On their way, an evil voodoo master named Murder, that's his name, Murder. Oh, lovely. So you know he's evil. No, sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He takes an interest in the couple. And so then they arrive to the plantation, which I'm assuming it's maybe it's their friend's plantation. I don't know. This wasn't explained very well. But they arrive there, and it turns out the guy that owns the plantation is in love with uh, the woman. 
And it's unbeknownst to her or her fiance that he meets with murder at his plantation. And his plantation is all control or all worked by zombies that he controls. So the guy meets with murder and asks him to make the woman fall in love with him with the use of voodoo. And so then murder, who is already like used to making zombies, he's like, no, no problem. I'm just going to turn her into a zombie so that she'll marry you instead of her fiance. And they use a potion. So they give her the potion. She drinks it. She gets married to the her actual fiance, but then she dies because of the potion. And so then murder, murder and the other guy go dig up her body and bring her to the guy's um, to murder's plantation where the guy that wanted wanted her. It now has her as a zombie, but then he begins regretting it. And then, yeah, the movie just goes from there. But that's the main plot, really. <laughs> that's like kidnapping um, and rape, yeah. probably. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, the whole shebang. <laughs> And um, and this movie is still is using the original folklore minus whitewashing it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still people without a mind that can be controlled, but it's mm-hmm. not flesh-eating zombies yet still. Mm-hmm. And this movie was based on a book called Magic Island, written by William Seabrook. Seabrook. And he was hoping to make a quick book on the beliefs of another culture. So <laughs> As per usual feel like we have a lot of like writers who do not know the history who do not know the cultural background and they just write a huge ass mess like i, I haven't even and watched the yorona yeah like i haven't it's even bad, watched i'm the telling you they completely changed the folklore behind la yorona and made it into something that's, else, like a that's weird some, monster that's what i hate okay because like like there's it's it's not just like you know stories because i mean like us on the spooky tales but a lot of the stories that we tell are very interconnected to people's culture and people's beliefs. So it's not like something that you could just pick up and be like, and Oh, change, well, I'm, right? yeah. And change it. It has its story. It has its origin. And there's a, you know, to people, there's a reason behind why the story happened. Yes. And like this, like this, the, the folklore of zombies, a lot of these stories and legends stem from colonization. So how can a person whose ancestors were the ones colonizing, how can they understand the pain, you know, that went behind yeah. it, the pain that fueled the myth? Um, they can't, right? It's the same with when when we we told the story of El Cadejo, right? Mm-hmm. We mentioned its indigenous roots. We mentioned how it's tied to colonization. But then mm-hmm. you hear an episode of all white people talking about El Cadejo and they're laughing about this. They're making jokes about this. They're blowing it off and and not even mentioning like oh you know why this belief came to be because Mm -hmm. the spanish were murdering indigenous people with a giant black dog exactly and 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 this is what happened to zombies and it happens a lot because like the dog thing like a lot of people are like oh you know columbus whatever Uh, and it's like you guys he literally used to have his dog eat children Okay, yeah. like th- this, this stuff is not like a joke. He would like bury babies up to, okay, this is going to get really graphic. Um, he used to bury babies off, you know, up to their heads. So, you know, only their heads are exposed. And him and his crew would like kick the baby's heads off. They would have the dogs eat the, the babies in front of them, indigenous babies. So this whole thing about like, you know, if you're going to cover a story that 
pertains to another culture. Like, for instance, me, I am Mexicana, but we cover on the Spooky Tales from different countries. But you'll never, like, see me, like, being like, oh, I'm just going to go over this and, like, dissect it and, you know, tell you what it should be. No, we do our research. We learn where it comes from. Yeah, there's a few things that are, like, out of here, and we're going to be shocked about it. But it doesn't mean we still don't want to know and don't want to expose the story for what how it came to be, I guess. Yeah. So, and that is what William Seabrook did when he wrote the book called Magic Island, which the movie is based on, which is, this was the first movie that really showcased the Haitian zombie, but he Mm -hmm. whitewashed it. So it's not the real thing, right? Yeah. And it doesn't, while it still incorporates the idea of someone being enslaved to someone else, it's, it's still really whitewashing it and making it lighter, you know? So if you uh, fast forward years later, right, the truth behind the folklore of the zombie, the horrible deaths of all the enslaved, and Mm -hmm. the origin of the myth that stems from the horrific experience of colonized Haiti, it's forgotten completely. It's not even the same idea of the zombie anymore. We now have all these shows, like we already mentioned a few, but like The Walking Dead, right? The Last of Us, whatever. And now this original myth story that was created out of a traumatic history has become this like idea of escapism, especially Mm -hmm. like, yeah, here, you know, in the United States. So instead of being about people that have zero controls of their own bodies and they're seeking death as an escape. It's now like humans surviving an apocalyptic scenario where Mm -hmm. the existence of humans solely depends on this group of people to survive. Mm -hmm. And this idea of the apocalypse is like, oh, this is a new start, a new life, your people on earth, no more pollution. It's all about survivalism, you know, and it just, it doesn't, it took a lot of the F essence out of it, yeah. Because uh, I, I feel like it cheapens it. I mean, don't get me wrong, the plot is good, like, you know, survivalism or whatever, but the legit history behind, behind zombies has such a very deeper meaning. Like, it's very dark, very, like, yeah. your life is so horrible that you'd rather die. Like, how... Right, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it just doesn't escape me that this this new form of you know escapism and fantasy and apocalypses and it's it's like so far from the origin of of the zombie it's like the Mm -hmm. opposite you know these people Mm -hmm. were escaping their lives um and and preferring death because Mm -hmm. death was gonna free them back to africa Mm -hmm. and now people are like oh we need a new plague no, no, I agree. And then especially because you have that, like, this, the savior of the movie, if you know. It's always white. <laughs> it's like, um, half of you, like, freak out. Like, this week, everybody was freaking out over a goddamn potato. Wait, what? Did I miss something? Yeah, like, Mr. Potato. They took out the Mr. And now it's just Potato Head. Oh, my God. Yeah, and people are freaking Who cares? It's a potato. <laughs> First of all, potatoes don't have genitals, so how do you even determine it? No, but I'm like, I'm like, you guys are already freaking out over a damn toy <laughs> potato. You guys are not surviving the damn apocalypse. Just stop. 
but but yeah, that is the uh, history that I researched of zombies. Okay. And and you know what? That's not too um I don't know, because some people there's like voodoo voodooism um gets mm-hmm. like a bad rap. Um, but it's it's just another religion, you know, with its own beliefs. When we've mm-hmm. said this, I think you have said this before, but there's bad Catholics, bad Christians, right? So um and th- this this episode and zombies and mm-hmm. when we talk about the Bokor and you know, um using zombies to do their bidding, it's not to trash voodooism at all. No, this particular person that was just happened to be part of this religion was a shitty ass person. That's it. Right. So my turn then? Yes. Okay. Uh, so the story I found, and I'm sorry I'm going to butcher it. I am terribly sorry I do not speak French. Okay. Is about <laughs> a, a man named Claire, Clairvius Narcisse. And it's a pretty, pretty well-known zombie story. I've heard of this uh, before in past years. And it takes place in Haiti on April 30th, 1962. Claire, Clairvius admitted himself to the hospital. He had a fever was, and was coughing up blood. The staff couldn't find, you know, reasons for his symptoms. And it was an American. This this particular hospital happened to be run by Americans. So it was like a, like, what is it? Doctors Without Borders or something like that. But anyways, oh, it was, okay. a, they were legit. They knew what they were doing, I, I think. <laughs> three, uh, so uh, three days later, after he was admitted to the hospital, he passed away. They just thought he died. His family, you know, did a burial, all this jazz. And then in 1980, a man claiming to be Clairvius Narcisse walked up to Angelina Narcisse, claiming to be her brother. He knew things that only Clairvius would know. So he convinced his entire village that it was him. And he he was able to validate his identity. Um, He claimed that he had been paralyzed but conscious that his entire the entire time he was gone uh, during his uh, especially during his uh, quote unquote death and burial and I paused on this because I was like can you imagine being paralyzed everybody thinks you're dead you know what's going on and you know you're being put into a coffin you know you're being put underground and there's nothing you can do about it that, that is sounds, terrifying so that is yeah, that, that is, is like, scary. and you can't move, you can't scream, you can't say, "Hey, I'm alive." Oh, and but you're like, right. you're conscious. Oh my god! Like I just read this and I was like, I got like, I got scared because I was like, that is, that is terrifying. So he was later dug up and forced to work on a sugar plantation. According to Clairvius, he was given a paste like to consume, and which is speculated to be something called datura. Uh, which is a poisonous flower when consumed in some in some dosages can cause hallucinations and memory loss. The Bokar or the voodoo witch uh, died and, you know, died. And once he stopped uh, taking the regular uh, paste, he slowly began to like fully be able to control his um, his body and, and regain full consciousness. After 16 years, he finally returned to his family. It is speculated that this can happen with pufferfish poison too, and as well as detura, as stated before. These toxins have been known to affect people and make them zombie-like, but nonetheless of what these people believe in. It is slavery, and, and I've heard many stories of this, like 
you know, people being given these uh, poisons or, but these like toxic toxin, I don't know, this like substance. It is very similar to human, human trafficking. And also we don't know what could happen to these people while, you know, the, the guy who was 16 years as a zombie, like what did he experience that he does not remember? So it is it is slavery in my eyes, um, even if uh, they make the excuses that, oh, he was a sinful person, because as I was researching this man's story, they say and they believe that he was turned into a zombie because he was sinful, because he abandoned his children. And though, yes, that makes him a shitty person, um, slavery and this weird section of human trafficking is never OK. Right. Um, so anyway, so this is like comes from me when I used to study uh, veterinary medicine. Uh, my professor once told us that rabies virus was theoretically, theoretically, you know, you could tweak it to make it perf- act like a, a zombie kind of virus. You know, that makes sense because like after like the third, no, what is it? The third day of rabies? That, yeah. Like, the mouth foams, they just want to like bite things and then you infect someone else with it. Yeah. And it's a hydrophobic, hydrophobic virus. So basically what that means is you can be thirsty as hell. Well, I, I think it affects the humans a different way, but this is how it affects animals. Like the animals can be thirsty. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about completely dehydrated, wanting water and the virus will not let them drink water. If you've watched The Office, the <laughs> the episode where they do the fun run cure for rabies for Meredith, um, Michael Scott, at some point, he's like, people, there are people out there with rabies who are afraid to drink water and nobody should live like that. That's what he says. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. That's what it does. But yeah. I, think it, I think it affects humans a different way. If I remember correctly... You get like these horrible like fevers and stuff, and then like by the third, fourth day you die. And there's a treatment for it, and it sometimes works. No, but this treatment—I forgot what it was called—but this treatment sometimes works. It doesn't work all the time, oh, and I think okay. it has to be caught within like the first two days. Because that's what you, I was about to say. It has to be on the first day. Yeah, because after that. I mean, even if you get your ass to a hospital, you're you're dead. You're dead. Uh, so, yeah. So, th- I don't know if he was pulling my leg. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, if this was somehow, like, this virus was somehow able to, like, fully become a zoonotic where it affects animals. I, I, it affects humans the same way it does animals. I I guess probably. But I I feel like it's it's uh, reaching. I'm not sure though. Yeah. If if you're in if you're like a virologist, please let us know. I want to know. I feel like sometimes Same. like my professor was pulling my leg and I hope he <laughs> was because fuck that. <laughs> but there was a, a you know one thing that did stick with me and I remember what my professor talking about that there's a fungus. And I, you know after I learned this fact, I was terrified and i was like i remember i stayed up like two days just going over the notion like holy shit if this happens we're fucked um but there's a fungus that infects insects called and i'm gonna butcher the shit out of this ophiocordyceps um this fungus pretty much takes control over the insects minds and um it's most common in ants and they're called ant zombies uh 
Oh, I was about to ask if that's what the, where this is going. So, okay. So, you know, like I, from what I know, ants, uh, when they get sick or when the, they are sick with something, they leave the colony to die alone, um, you know, to whatever infection or disease they have to make sure the, co- like they're, is it, a, it's called a colony? Yeah. Their colony is not infected. Yeah. So what this fungus does is pretty much take over the ant's brain and makes the ants go back to the colony to infect the entire thing and the fungus grows everywhere so i'm talking about it's growing inside them and outside them so and and it basically grows to the point where it just kills off the host body i'm guessing this this spore that or the fungus that does this wants to like spread its spores right or something that's why it, it wants to, the ant to go back yeah and there's nothing the ant can do Oh, yeah, that's a real life zombie right there. And then my professor was like, can you imagine if this successfully, this fungus successfully is able to be transmitted to a human? Like what would happen if you come to think about it? Like say someone who's infected with this all over their body just runs into a crowd of like, say, 25 people. They're all infected. Yeah, and you know they would because we have people not wearing masks spreading corona everywhere. So, you know that if you told them, don't run into a group of people because you're going to make them zombies, they would just, like, you can't tell me what to do. And they would go there, do We already know, like, you know, there's always that person who, <laughs> there's always that person in, like, horror, horror zombie movies that keep <laughs> that their infection silent. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The non-mask wearers are those people. As I was saying, this fungus, fungi, whatever you want to call it, um, has 48 million years attacking ants. So hopefully it's going to be another 48 million years before he even decides to, you know, go to humans. That's a long But then we'd probably be all dead by then. We'd probably be dead by then, though. There's a really good book called The Girl with All the Gifts. That's kind of like a plant. Like um, its spores spread and it it does it causes zombies. It's really good. I like, enjoyed the book. Oh, or you know what else it reminds me of? The happening, where like people start killing themselves. I oh, thought the happening yeah, was like yeah. the one with Nicolas Cage, with uh, I did, I the did end too. of the world apocalypse. Yeah, knowing that's what it was called. Knowing. Oh, oh my god, those names are so similar. They both end in <laughs> ing. <laughs> I think that's it. Do you have anything else? I have one more okay. thing. Yeah, there's this disease or mental mental illness, I guess. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Illness, maybe. Yeah, it's called um, Cotard's syndrome. It's C-O-T-A-R-D-S. And uh, people with this mm-hmm. uh, condition, they um, believe that their skin is rotting and that they um, decomposing that they're already and they believe they're already dead and it causes them to act like zombies oh, i've heard of this yes i've heard of this there's also um oh god i was on that uh that that girl on youtube who's a, a mortician and she does all that stuff she was like talking about how there's like people who have like a like again like a, a mental illness that's uh, that they think they're dead like legit dead and I was like, it, what? It's not, really is happens? it this one? It might be that one. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it sounds like it. 
It probably is, but I don't remember like the 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 rotting thing. I just kind of remember like they were like they thought they were dead. Yeah, it's like they're not act. Their skin's not actually rotting or decomposing. They just think it is, and they believe mm-hmm. they are dead. Some sometimes people in a um catatonic schizophrenic episode are also believed to be zombies. We did have those Florida those Florida zombies at one time. <laughs> the ones fucking eating bath salts. You remember that? Yeah, that was crazy. There was like legit videos of people literally eating people in the streets. You're, did you watch them? Oh my god, it was unsettling. No, I did not watch them because I was like, nope, 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 can't deal. I with don't it. know why I opened them, but yeah, I think we 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 covered a good amount. History of of zombies, real life, you know, quote unquote, real life zombies. So this was good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know either. I had no idea. And I was like, what? But now I kind of like the uh, original meaning better. And I think we need to come like as a whole, as a zombie lover, fan lovers, whatever, need to come back to original sentiment to that, which is like these people were suffering so much that they literally would probably pray that they died instead of continuing living the life that they lived. Yeah. We don't have a topic for next week, huh? Mm-mm. We can pick it. We can pick it later because we're having internet issues. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually like to say, "Oh, next week we're going to talk about this," but um, you won't find out this time because we're having internet issues. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. It, it will be a surprise. Um, before we go, don't forget if you can uh, donate to MJ's GoFundMe. It will be linked in the show notes from now on in every single episode, so it will be there. Share it if you can't. Please share it. Check out uh, a Spooky Tales yeah. merch if you want. There's a No Mames shirt. There's one with the Spooky Tales logo. Um, there's another one. I'm working on another one that says, that's going to say, stay a spooky. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? Thank you guys anything? for listening. Oh my no, God. Just, yeah. Do we ever think our that. listeners are a spookies? <laughs> Do we? I don't know. I'm sorry if we don't, but know that we love you and we appreciate you. We do. We do. Um, I don't have like a funny little line to say like, oh, don't get attacked by this. So um, let's just end this episode with uh, stay a spooky. Yeah, stay a spooky and send us your uh, spooky tales if you have one. And uh, catch us next week. Bye. Bye.